Would you believe me if I told you I'm sitting in my car in front of a gorgeous San Juan mountain range in Telluride, Colorado, recording this podcast? Of course you guys would believe me. That's how Sagittarians do it. What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of Lightworkers Lounge. How are you feeling out there? How have you been since last week's episode? Is your energy okay? Are you having a really tough week? Are you having a really great week? I just want to remind you guys that no matter what you're feeling right now, everything is temporary. So if you're having a really awesome day and week, I'm happy for you. Send me some of that good vibe. But if you're not, it's not forever. Everything always shifts and changes. Think of, think of the past where you got through something really difficult that at the time you didn't think you'd survive. You do because everything changes. So if you're having a really good week, savor it. Put your phone away. Savor it. Look around. Take it in. Journal about it. Savor it to remind yourself during bad times that it'll get better. Okay, so on this week's podcast episode, I want to talk about how to attract your tribe. I know we've had an episode about this, but it was quite a while ago, and this seems to be a recurring theme in the Lightworkers Lounge community. So many people say, I love this Instagram, I love this podcast, but, you know, I can only scroll through the feed so much and listen to the podcast for an hour, but then once I turn it off, put my phone away, I'm alone. And I know. I mean, I look at you guys as my friends, and I look at this time we share, whether you're listening to me through your car stereo and headphones up at an airplane, wherever. I really envision us together, hanging out. But, of course, that is totally different than if we were really sitting in a coffee shop or face-to-face having this conversation. And I know, as humans, we need that face-to-face interaction. Sorry if you guys can hear my pug, Jeffrey. He's sitting next to me, too. <laughs> of course. Welcome to the Steph and Jeff Show. <laughs> Snorty snorts, my little pug. So I want to talk about how to attract your tribe. I know during my spiritual awakening, I was so alone. And you guys saw me post on our Instagram this week. I was so alone that my mom was even like, Steph, you know, you and your husband, you guys are really close and best friends, but why don't you go get some girlfriends or hang out with other people? And I got to the point where I was like, I don't want friends because they just leave. They just hurt me. They're more... They take more responsibility and more upkeep than what you get in return. You know what I mean? And that is, looking back now, now that I have a tribe of strong women and and men who support me and love me, it's like, it breaks my heart that Stephanie 10 years ago would say something like that and genuinely mean it. I told my mom, like, hey, I don't need any friends. I have my husband and that's all I need. I truly believed in that. And you know, that is a huge key factor in my divorce is that I made my husband my everything. He was my lover, my best friend, my mom, my dad, my sibling, my my nurse, my chef, my counselor. He was everything. And how rude of me to put such a responsibility on someone's shoulders. You know what I mean? But we were that for each other because we didn't know healthy boundaries. We didn't You know, both of us come from difficult home situations and struggled to make friends and have a solid group of friends to hang out with. Even though we're very sociable people, as you can tell by my voice and my energy, I love people. I love hanging out with them. But both him and I had just been so hurt by people in the past 
that we created our own little castle and put up tall walls and didn't let anyone in. So I was married and we moved away from New Hampshire to South Carolina. And when you move to a new city, it is very difficult to make new friends, especially when you're 25, 30 years old. It's really hard. You either make them in college or you make them at work. And well, I got the short end of the stick because my corporate job was work from home. So my husband got a job outside of the house. So he was making a few friends here and there. But me, I had no one and I was getting no, I just thought how, okay, I'm starting to get lonely, but how am I supposed to make friends? Where do, how do I do this? But I wasn't ready. I still, I would think about trying to make friends and going to hang out with them, but it felt so uncomfortable. And so I was like, I'm not ready. I think one day I will be, but not right now. So instead, I just went hiking. As you guys know, I hiked in the woods every single day after work for hours. And I had conversations like this out loud to myself, acting like I was talking into a microphone or speaking before an audience. And I didn't, I didn't really know why I was doing that. It just felt really good. Lo and behold, I would become a podcast host five years later. So it's just funny how the universe works in that way. But I started to get lonely. I had that routine, work eight to five, five to eight, be in the woods. And then eat, sleep, do laundry, hang out with my husband. I mean, literally, you guys, my... My only source of fun was getting up early on Saturday morning to go to Starbucks with my husband and get a coffee outside of the house. Literally, like I would get dressed, I would curl my hair, I'd put on high heels just because when you work from home, you wear sweatpants all the time because why not? And I just wanted to feel human again. And when I would go to this coffee shop, I would, all the baristas knew me by name. We became good friends. Like when I would go in there, of course, anything outside of the coffee shop, no, not happening. But, you know, I started to be like, wow, my only source of fun is on the weekend when I get to go out for a cup of coffee with my husband and go to the grocery store. And I don't even have children. (laughs) And this was my only source of fun. And I am such an explorer. And I'm a Sagittarius. Say no more. So I was like this. No, these are my 20s. I don't have a mortgage. I don't have children. What am I doing with my life? This is just not sitting well with me. And you know, it got so bad that we'd go to Whole Foods, have quote unquote fun shopping together. But on the drive home, I remember I would just stare out the window and be so sad and feel so depressed. And eventually it got so heavy every time that I would start to cry because I was like, this just, this is my 20s. Other people are traveling the country, living out of a van, or they have their dream careers that they're work climbing up the ladder for. I, I want nothing to do with the job I have. No aspirations to climb up the ladder. I just felt so hopeless. I felt so backwards. I felt so stuck. I felt so far away from my truth that I became depressed, really depressed. Depression and anxiety were crippling. And it wasn't until we moved to Colorado that I started to be like, okay. I started to feel a separation from my husband. And it was not, you guys, if you want the whole story on why we eventually got a divorce, I have a podcast episode on that from June 6th of last year. Go dig it up. 
but I started to separate myself from him because I felt our soul contract was up and I felt too enmeshed with him. And I felt like, okay, well, neither of us have taken the initiative to kind of separate and say, hey, we should probably get friends and spend time with other people just to, I don't know, be healthy, emotionally healthy. So we had a natural falling apart where even when we would go out for our Saturday morning coffee and breakfast, we wouldn't talk. We'd have nothing to say. And it was sad and it broke my heart, but it was just finally like, okay, our soul contract is up and one of us needs to be the tough one to have this difficult conversation. So, okay, I'm getting way off topic. I'm so sorry. But, you know, I, I do want to throw in that being back here in Colorado where my ex-husband and I had moved and this is where we fell apart and where we had our divorce, it brings up a lot of emotions. It it really does. I, I'd be lying if I said I didn't already have a few crying sessions over it. Because I still love him deeply and I always will out of respect for him spending a good chunk of his life with me. So being back in Colorado has been a very big release for me. So how do you attract your tribe? How did I go from living a life like that, from going to the grocery store for fun, to now living in the mountains and finding and traveling with my friends and nonstop talking to them on the road for eight hours a day and going to visit them in Puerto Rico. <laughs> How did I get there? Well, honestly, guys, the trick is to align with your truth. When I was working a nine to five, I was not supposed to be in. When I was living in a place I had no interest in living in and just hanging out with my husband because it was comfortable. Of course, I'm not going to attract my tribe. I lock myself in a little dungeon. Like I said, we put up, we were in this beautiful castle that was comfortable and clean, cozy, but we had up these 60 foot walls around us so nobody could get in. We couldn't attract our tribe. And not only that, but the people we were attracting were not our tribe. Like we're going to work a corporate job in a place we have no interest in. It's hit or miss. Of course, at these jobs, you can find the love of your life or your best friend, no doubt, but what I'm trying to say is once I fully stepped into being a light worker and fully accepting the fact that I love astrology and I don't care who thinks it's wah wah woo woo, I think it's amazing and speaks volumes about person people's personalities. Once I stepped into that, um, literally, my tribe fell on my lap. You guys know the story of my best friend Paulina, who I met here in Colorado as well. I was literally walking my dog one morning. And this is after I quit my nine to five to pursue Lightworkers Lounge. Walking my dog one morning, I hear a girl scream and it wasn't a happy scream. It was a, oh shit, I better check on this scream. And she was chasing her dog across the street who ended up running up to my pug, Jeffrey. They became fast friends. And then her and I were like, hi, how are you? And then literally within five minutes of our conversation, Paulina says, are you a Sagittarius? And it was just game over from there. And to this day, I have never had a friend that touches me emotionally like she does. I mean, when I see her, I cry. When I have to say goodbye to her, I cry. And I don't come from a family where showing emotion is okay. So saying I love you, hugging, crying has been very off limits for me growing up. So I don't really do it. But there is something about this girl. And Paulina, oh, I'm crying now. Paulina, if you're listening, you are such a jewel and... I wish I found you sooner. <laughs> I love you so much. Now, besides Paulina, I have so many other beautiful friends that have found me through the podcast, that have found me through astrology. 
that I've bumped into in a coffee shop because I decided to ask the barista, when's your birthday? I knew you were a Libra. (laughs) Just by being myself. Just being yourself and not being afraid of what anyone thinks will attract your tribe. And stepping out of your comfort zone. Like when I went to a women's full moon circle in New Hampshire, um, hosted by the Wild Women's Wellness Center, if you guys are in the area and want to check it out. I was scared shitless. Like, holy crap. Going to a circle and speaking my mind in front of a group of women, so scary. But you're so vulnerable and you're so open that it's so beautiful what comes of it. And you meet, you quickly realize that you're so lonely and think you'll never find a friend that can mesh with you and understand that sometimes you don't want to hang out because you're an empath and you just need to be alone to recharge your energy. You guys, they are out there. I used to tell Pauline all the time, like, no, I don't really want to go out. I'm just feeling, you know, my empath batteries are low. I'm going to stay in and charge up. And she's the same way. So she'd be like, oh, no doubt. You know, my apartment is come get me if you need me. I'm here. It's incredible. And it's even more incredible to have friends who very gently call you out on like, hey, Steph, calm down. I know you're venting about this and you think the other person's in the wrong, but I see your ego is kind of poking out and I don't get offended or triggered. I'm like, okay you're right. Damn it. It's, it's incredible. I didn't know friends like this exist. It's so beautiful. So that's how I found them is I fully immersed myself into being a light worker. I was no longer afraid to step into that role because beforehand I, my friends and family, if I were to tell them about the stuff I talked to you guys about, they would be like, what the fuck? (laughs) Girl, you need Jesus. <laughs> you need to go to counseling, something. But I just looked past that and I said, well, you know what? That's okay for you to believe that. But this is who I am. This is what I'm made to do. This is my soul's purpose in this lifetime. You can either join me or we can peacefully go our separate ways. And so by stepping over that fear fence and just aligning with my truth, The truth that I wasn't married to someone that was my soulmate. The truth that I wasn't fully being myself and letting my guard down with the people I called my friends. And realigning with the truth that I just want to live and be free and talk about astrology and emotions and I want to put a blanket down on the field and bring some wine or kombucha and just look up at the stars I want a friend that'll wake up with me for sunrise and watch the sunrise and then we'll go our separate ways and go to work. And now I've found those people all because I realigned with my truth and I got over my fears that were keeping me in a cage. I no longer care what anyone thinks about what I do. If you don't like what I do, if it triggers you, that's perfectly fine. That's something you need to figure out on your own. We'll go our separate ways. You do your thing. I'll do mine. It's not for everyone. I understand. But just being comfortable with who I wanted to be and stepping into that, it naturally attracted these people. And now I know my earth signs are sitting over there like, okay, yes, you can attract people, but let's get down to logistics here. Where can I physically go to meet these people? Because I will say this is a very important component of finding your tribe is physically placing yourself out there. Like I mentioned earlier, I put myself out there by going to women's full moon circles. But I also attend things like psychic fairs, um, Reiki sessions. 
let's see, oh, yoga studios, of course, go to a meditation class at a yoga studio and don't be afraid to say hello. Or if you see someone who's dressed in all flamboyant colors and they just have, they exude confidence, go up to them and be like, are you a Leo? <laughs> don't be afraid. That you, I guarantee when you go to places that you feel comfortable, these people are thinking the same things that you are. It's just a matter of who's going to be the confident one to just be like, hey, you're a Leo. I like your yoga pants. And I tell you, that's how I attract these people. By just not being afraid. Even if I'm wrong and they're not a Leo, they're a freaking Capricorn or something. <laughs> it still opens the floor for a conversation. And people love when you just come up to them and treat them like a human. I know my introverts, my water signs are listening to this. are like, girl, yeah, right. <laughs> hey, don't forget, I have a water moon. I know how it feels to be introverted and not want to talk. But... The universe will make you so uncomfortable and so lonely until you just have no choice but to put yourself out there and find your tribe. Start a blog. Start a podcast. Post things on Instagram and find people. I will say, okay, and my older family members think this is crazy, and some of my friends do too, but some of my best friends I've never met. I have never looked into their eyes. I have never given them a physical hug. I've never physically met them. I found that we found each other through Instagram or my old blog, Free Spirit Fun. See guys, when I was married and I had no one to talk to, I blogged, okay? I went out in nature and it was so beautiful that I would take pictures and I was like, these are really good pictures if I do say so myself. I'd like to share them. So I started a blog called Free Spirit Fun. If you guys want to go look at that, feel free. <laughs> Yo, yeah, go do that and read my energy from back in the day when I was so sad, but yeah. Freespiritfun.blogspot.com. Go check it out. But I found friends through that. Not many, but a few. Because that is what I really, really love to do. I love to take pictures. I love to write. I love to just talk to people about life and living your best life and being happy. That is so crazy. I'm having epiphanies right now, like how I was married working for a health insurance company but I just wouldn't accept that that would be my life. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go out in the woods because they make me feel good. And you know what? I'm going to take pictures. And okay, this feels great. So I'm going to start a blog to talk to people or just write my thoughts. When I started my blog, I did not set out to be like, okay, I'm going to monetize this. I'm going to grow my following to a million. I'm going to send out newsletters. No, I just did that because it was an artistic outlet, like painting or drawing or sculpting. Mine was blogging. It was writing. And you know, I write like I have an audience, but it was more like a dear diary slash journal entry for me. So you guys go read it. Freespiritfun.blogspot.com. Ooh, another way that I met friends and this was a huge one. And I need to make a YouTube video about this or another post on Instagram because this is huge for you guys. It's when I went to the Institute for Integrative Nutrition and became a certified holistic health coach. So a piece of my story in between all these years I was talking about being married, blah, blah, blah. I was diagnosed with Hashimoto's thyroid disease. And long story short, the doctor wanted to remove my thyroid. I said, absolutely not. I'm going to heal this naturally, even though he told me there's no possible way. I went home. I did. And I thought, holy shit, this is huge. So many people are reliant upon meds, getting surgery for no reason at all. I have the tools. I'm holding the key to help millions of people. I've got to do something about this. So I enrolled at the Institute for Integrative Nutrition, did their year-long program. And during that year, 
you have a Facebook group, you have Instagram groups, you just, you have so much support from all over the world. (laughs) As my spirit animal geese fly over my head. You have support from all over the world. And these are people that have the same mindset as you. They are into holistic healing. They're into Reiki therapy. I mean, imagine going to school and studying how the full moon affects your body and studying how negative emotions or not charging your empath batteries affects your physical body. I, okay. Every week you get a new module to study at this program. And I was so, I would wake up on Sunday like, yes, yes, yes. I can't wait to see what we're studying this week. I am so pumped. I can't wait to to like see what the subject is so I can go on my little support group and be like, guys, look, we're studying the full moon this week. Score. And they would have the same excitement like, oh my gosh, I've heard this about the full moon. Have you heard that? No. Incredible. And then eventually towards the end of the program, you have a call. So instead of just typing to each other, you actually get to have a group chat on the phone so you get to hear each other's voices and you get to share like super vulnerable personal things and just talk about your fears surrounding working for yourself or being a health coach oh man yeah I'm still really good friends with a lot of those people shout out to them if you're listening but that's why I decided to be an affiliate partner with IIN Life Workers Lounge and offer you guys a huge steep discount if you want to enroll at this school because I know so many of you are listening to this either on your way to or on your way home from a job you can't fucking stand because I've been there and I get it and you're wondering how will I ever get out of this. IIN was my answer. It was 110% how I got out of my corporate job. So after that, I was a health coach for under a year. Until I was like, you know what? I miss the creative side. And I also realized as a health coach, I was like, okay, I'm not talking about gluten-free, paleo, dairy-free diets. I don't even get that far with my clients. We are just talking about energy and emotions. Because if those aren't balanced, the physical part just won't happen. If your emotions are are all over the place, your physical body will be too. It doesn't matter if you are vegan. It doesn't matter any of it. You have to get your mind right. So I was like, okay, I'm learning so much about the emotions and life. And I've been through so much in my own life. I want to share my stories. Lightworkers Lounge was born. So again, if you guys want to sign up for IIN or just get an email from them to learn more about the school, go to my Instagram at Lightworkers Lounge. Click on the link tree in our bio, and then it's about halfway down. It says, are you interested in a healing profession? Click on that. I think that'll take you to my website. So if you don't have an Instagram or you want to skip that part, go to lightworkers-lounge.com and click on IIN. It should be up top in the subject bar where you see birth charts, tarot readings. Click on IIN, and I have a frequently asked questions section about IIN. How do you enroll? What are the classes like? What is it like after the universe, after you're done, after you graduate and you're certified? What's it like? How can I write my book? Because I published a book through this school, and they teach you how to, how to get it on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, it's mind-blowing the doors this school has opened for me. So I'm always pushing it on you guys. Like, please, I know how you feel. And this is your ticket out. It's clear as day. If you were asking for a sign, this is it right here. Not only that, but you'll find your tribe. Like, let's circle back to the whole purpose of this episode. You will find your tribe. Okay? 
So I hope I have helped you guys a little bit on this episode to figure out how to find that group of friends you desperately yearn for. The one you can be like, let's meet up for wine in the middle of a field and talk about our birth charts. (laughs) Let's talk about being empaths. They're out there and they're looking for you. All right, you guys, I will see Premium Plan subscribers this Friday. If you're not already subscribed, please do so. We'd love to have you join that little circle of friends. And other than that, I will see you next Wednesday on the show. Sending my love from Telluride, Colorado. Goodbye. I'm stargazing again.